0: to 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trimmed and Staple Podcast. I'm Paul, and yet again, no Janine. Now, don't panic. Janine is not gone. It's just that getting our schedules to kind of sync up has been a little bit of a challenge the last couple months, mainly because she doesn't really live in the place where we used to live, and she's been doing a lot of construction work, and of course she has two stores, so we're going to keep on trying to get together, but at this point, it's not going to It's going to be mostly uh, Paul there, so hopefully you're not too disappointed. But this is is a late time queue. So here, we basically did our last queue and we talked about April. This one's gonna get us all the way through May, what we did. We're gonna have three questions because, of course, People love to ask us questions, and then we're going to talk about what we did pretty much up until early June, and we did mostly a lot of our home parks, and we did a lot of stuff for the YouTube channel, but first of all, I want to thank everybody for their support. Uh, this podcast is a labor of love, and sometimes, you know, it gets a little tough trying to keep up, but we're going to get a lot better with that. Our next episode after this is going to be part three of Maury's Piers. We're going to be talking about some of the history of Maurice Piers. There's a lot of history with uh, Wildwood, and uh, we're going to touch base on it. It's not going to be be a total five-hour deep dive into the history of Wildwood and Maury's Piers, but we're going to give a good little overview and tell you about some of the, um, for lack of a better word, the Lost Piers. We usually do this at the end, but I want to talk about it right now because I can't believe how many people we have on Facebook, how many people we have on Instagram who are interacting with the polls and let us know what they like what we do and eh, things we can work on. And if you want to actually join in on that conversation, make sure you go to Instagram or Facebook, and it's 125 Roller coaster almost together, all lowercase. That is our handle, so you can get a hold of us. And, um, you know, definitely like us there, Share, follow, rate, whatever you want to do there. And then, of course, let's talk about the YouTube channel because I cannot believe that people are actually enjoying what we're doing. You know, we have over 250 subscribers now, uh, over 80,000 views in what we do. And I'm not going to lie to you here, I don't do much editing. Uh, right now, I like the, uh, we're a little bit more raw. We do uh, pretty much like a one-take kind of thing there where uh, when I do a walkthrough where I'm not splicing things together like Legend and Molly do with rate and review uh, things over on In The Loop, I kind of just do a one take. It's a little bit more raw, and I kind of like that. Uh, You're basically seeing with some of these places, you're learning things like... When I'm learning them, uh, we're going to talk about some things that happened at Hershey Park. And when you're watching the videos of us, pretty much I turn around and I'm like, oh, this ride's not there anymore. You know, eventually, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later because one of the questions we have is what what are we planning on doing with the YouTube channel? Uh, Right now, we are just doing a lot of shorts and we are doing the Explore series and the Focus On series. If you want to check it out, it's 125 Roller Coaster Challenge over on your search bar, you know, with uh, YouTube. And uh, definitely like, if you like the video, please like it, please subscribe. We're also on Rumble. Uh, That is 125 Roller Coaster. Rumble is a lot smaller. We don't, you know, there's there's a few views, but the only thing we really put on Rumble is the Explorer series. We're not going to use that for quick hits and stuff like that. Also, with uh, Instagram, every day we are adding new reels, uh, which are basically our short videos that are on YouTube, we just put them also there on Instagram. And last but not least, um, you know, if you ever want to talk to us, find us on Twitter, 125RollerCoast. But that's everything I want to talk about there. So what did we do in May? What did we do in early June? Well, we did our home parks. And the first thing we did was Hershey Park. Uh, this is our home park. And definitely check out some of our past episodes. Uh, going into Season 3, we're going to be rehashing a few of, um, you know, some updates on the parks. Uh, because, you know, when we started this, you know, two years ago, this podcast, uh, we, you know, things have changed with uh, some of our parks and in particular, Hershey park uh, that day when I went, I actually went twice. Uh, I've done a lot of filming to my surprise. I was actually able to do a full walkthrough of the boardwalk, uh, which really, you know, kind of shocked me there because I don't know how many water parks I'm going to do with filming because there's a fine line between getting footage and being the weird guy with a camera with girls walk around in swimsuits. So it worked well at Hershey park, but you know, Don't expect to see much water parks on our YouTube channel. But what we want to talk about at Hershey Park is the Jolly Rancher Rides. All right. So we got the two brand new Jolly Rancher Rides, which is Jolly Rancher Remix, which is the painted, re-themed Sidewinder Boomerang. And then you also have a mixed flavored by Jolly Rancher. Kind of a weird name there, but that's a Zimperla Uh, flat ride. Looks great. Really, that section was kind of dead. I mean, not many people were going over there for Sidewinder, so this really energizes it. Now, it's kind of in the middle of the Pioneer Frontier section, so I don't know how well the theme actually works with the overall theme of that area. Uh, If you're not familiar where these rides are, uh, when you go into the Pioneer Frontier section, it's right in front of the food court right before you get the Fahrenheit or right by Storm Runner. Uh, the best way to find these rides is just aim for Storm Runner. Actually, the entrance for both of them are kind of right next to each other. So, I did not ride the uh, mixed up Jolly Rancher ride. I there was a I got there on a preview day. There was too much of a line for me to do that, but I did get on Jolly Rancher Remix, which was the uh, Sidewinder, and I actually said this uh, right away on Twitter And actually, Hershey Park actually liked it. Hershey Park actually perfected the boomerang. Now, what do I mean by that? Usually these boomerangs, you know, they have the old braking system. They have the old restraints. Hershey didn't just paint this thing. A couple years ago, they actually adjusted the braking system. So it's a much better brake. Before it used to be the traditional uh, brakes that would lift up and slow down the train. Now it's currently a magnetic uh, braking system, which is fantastic. But what really knocked my socks off there is they actually have comfort collars. So you no longer have That head banging with the metal bars around your head. You do have metal bars, but they're spread out, and you're actually in there in a comfort collar. That really makes the boomerang experience so much better. Now, you add that into the theming of the five different flavors. So, when you go up the uh, first spike, when you get to the top, you hear a voice basically say, Cherry or watermelon, whatever the flavor is you're gonna get, and you go through it. And, you know, basically it's a lot more comfortable. The tunnel kind of neat. Like I said, uh, I went on it twice and both times I got cherry. So I'm an expert at cherry, but I don't know about watermelon or green apple or anything like that. The ride experience for a boomerang is right up there with a Sea Serpent at Maurice Piers. These two boomerangs have been basically modernized and you can definitely tell the difference. Is it a top five ride at Hershey Park? Roller coaster wise, not even close. But it actually made a painful and not pleasant experience. Actually, kind of entertaining. For a boomerang from Vacoma, that is saying a lot. Now, after that, highly recommend it. Definitely go there. I don't know how long it would take you to collect all five flavors. I don't know how everything's randomized. Uh, I'm thinking probably 12 for you to get five. But that's just a rough guess. Now, the one thing that shocked me was when I was over at the water park and you actually see this uh, expression when I was actually uh, walking through the water park, I turned around and the surf rider was gone. Now, I don't know when it disappeared. I know it was not a high capacity ride. I know it was breaking down a lot. But it just kind of shocked me when I turned around there, right by the uh, the bay and by the spray area there by uh, Breakers Edge. It was just an empty plot. So I don't know if they're going to put anything in there. I don't know if they really need to put something in there. But uh, if you do like the surf riders, it's gone there at Hershey Park. And after that, we went to Dorney Park in uh, May, and uh, I went there actually on season pass holder weekend. Got great filming. Actually, I think I knocked out the entire park. Uh, we have all the shorts in there. We have a full uh, water. Uh, You know, walkthrough of the entire park. Uh, We have the different sections. Uh, Some of them I named myself because there really isn't, unlike Hershey Park, that has Chocolate Town and Founders Way, Dorney Park just has uh, near Hydra and uh, the Midway, you can tell, and then, of course, Plant Snoopy. But, you know, there wasn't much there. But so my experience on uh, Dorney Park was I had a great time and this park definitely gets beat up a lot. Uh, it's definitely not as loved as others in the Cedar Fair chain. I know we beat it up there. We Our, our episode was, you know, Cedar Fair's Redhead Stepchild. I can honestly say that I've gone to Dorney Park a few times in the last couple years and every time I've had a great time. Uh, Talon is by far the uh, top dog, but I can honestly say I jumped on Steel Force with my brother and I don't hate it anymore. Uh, yet again, slowest lift hill I've ever been on. Not a big fan of the Morgans. Uh, I understand what they are, but one You ride a nitro and you ride a goliath or a mako or even a candymonium when you uh get on steel force, it just seems old to me. I feel a little bit of love for it. Uh, I went on thunder, um, thunderhawk did not get jackhammered like I used to. So, Dorney has done a lot of cosmetic changes, but they've also done some you know, they definitely adjusted thunderhawk that's better. I know you know they're working on it. Do they need more, yes, they definitely need more. Uh, nothing really new came in in the last two years uh, that I can see. I know they like flipped over a restaurant here or there. I think they're actually doing a restaurant kind of like right now. The marquee restaurant at Dorney Park is in the water park. They're actually going to be f- making one that's actually in the park too. Because if I wanted to get like the a decent meal plan, because I do have the meal plan for Cedar Fair, the water park was closed, so I really actually couldn't go in there. And also, the water park always closes earlier than the dry park. You know, I, I, I hear there's new restaurant going in there that's going to be kind of the same thing where you go in there and you can pick an entree you can pick a side and you know for the meal plan I love that I haven't seen it yet though but I will go back to Dorney and I will let you guys know if I find that restaurant that's supposed to be uh, kind of that marquee one there on Memorial Day we went to Knoebels. and we were actually shocked because we went there in the parking lot it was kind of empty but when we went into the park it was pretty crowded really good crowds yet again I don't complain about crowds as much anymore just because the parks got beat up so much in 2020 that I want them to stay around I don't want them to disappear so of course let them have some success here and uh, when we walked in there there must have been a lot of people camping because the parking lot was not that full but when we got into the park it was pretty pretty full there a uh, huge line of Phoenix. What I can say about Knobles was uh, they did a lot of new painting. Everything looked really good and everything was running. I know some people are complaining about the hours that Knoebels have and most of the the amusement parks are cut down with hours but Kenobo's is a lot more cut down I think they're only open for six hours on Memorial Day maybe seven and that is a huge drop off from three four years ago when they'd be open until nine o'clock and every night they'd be eleven to nine and all that now the only time you get eight hour days is pretty much weekends in July. And this is 100% staffing. And I know people kind of don't like it when I say this, but if you have time to play, you have time to help. And what I mean by this is it's easy to sit back and go to the amusement park and complain that this is closed or there's not these food options because, uh, that was one thing I did notice with Knobles was a couple of the stands that we love to get food. Uh, the wharf doesn't even look like that's going to be opening up anymore. That's over there by the, uh, bridge when you uh, come in there uh, by the flats uh, on your way towards the Flyers Uh, there's a restaurant there that I love and then I also love the potato, the big potato place and that was closed too. It's easy for me to complain are you doing anything about it? Now, I know the old saying, oh, yeah, well, what do you do? I can honestly say last year and the year before that, I actually helped out at Hershey Park. Hershey Park is the closest park to me, and I do have connections there. So I did lockers last year. I did a couple of things off and on. So, yeah, I actually do put my money where my mouth is. I have actually helped out these parks uh, during the week when I had free time. And that's the same thing you could do, too. It's easy to sit back and complain, but why don't you step up? Uh, because the situation is not getting better. I don't know where these people are getting money uh, to survive because I know all that government funding should be shut down by now and people need to work and with the inflation rate and all that kind of stuff here you're sitting back here thinking these people people don't just disappear There's got they got to be going somewhere uh, but amusement parks are definitely hurting and uh, like I said I think last year like $20 an hour Cedar Fair is uh, doing they won't be able to maintain that uh, just because you know amusement parks don't have huge profit margins on a lot of their things but Canobos is doing what they can uh, I'm glad they're open I'm glad they're surviving I'm glad they got the big crowds uh, but if you you do go to Knoebels in particular, don't complain. Uh, unless you're willing to step up, you have no right to complain that a food court is closed or uh, this one ride isn't there. And I've, I looked, I think every ride was going at Knoebels. I don't think there was any rides that were shut down that uh, definitely, nothing was shut down, I can honestly say, nothing was shut down because of lack of staffing. Uh, they cut back probably on food. Uh, They maybe doubled up some rides, but it looked like everything was going, and kudos to the Knoebels, and hopefully uh, they can get their staffing situation uh, taken care of. And then the last park I just did this week, which is kind of surprising because this is our home Six Flags park, but it's actually the third Six Flags park we've been to. Uh, We've already did Six Flags America. We already did New England. I finally got to Great Adventure. I can say that uh, they really took a lot of time, and they did a lot of upkeep this year. Uh, You know About Bizarro turning into Medusa and I actually have a video where I actually read all the placards, I actually waited in line and I actually read every placard uh, about the new story about what Medusa is all about. Looks great, the uh, coaster is fantastic, the color scheme I really like. I talked to some other people, I actually had the Bizarro sign, they actually had it painted, one side of it was painted when I got there. So I don't think it's actually quote unquote open yet and I'm kind of hoping it's not open yet because there's no merchandise for it. You just Took a ride, you painted it, you gave it a new theme, you spent all this time and money, uh, the trains look fantastic. And you can't you don't have a t-shirt for it. Uh so I'm hoping that at this point uh they're still building towards getting the merchandise in because the logo looks great, the sign looks great. I can say it was riding great, uh fantastic, uh awesome. I'm using great way too much here. Jumped on the ride, really smooth. For for the original floorless BM, it's holding up pretty well. I'm very impressed with it. Uh great job on that. But here's the thing: they didn't just Clean up bizarro they actually repainted uh batman the ride so batman the ride's looking great and then they i don't know what they did this last year i don't remember it but they actually now have junior thrill seekers uh kids section which is right by the jersey devil area when you walk in there everything's new everything was painted everything was beautiful everything was running and uh i have a whole walkthrough of the area they rethemed uh roadrunner uh, Express, I think it was, or something like that. It's now a little devil coaster. Has a great little sign. Has a nice little theming. They did an amazing job with this junior th- uh, thrill seeker section. Now I know when you uh, walk into the park and you go to your left and you go by Houdini and the carousel there, that area was always kind of called the boardwalk area. But once you get by the carousel, they definitely they put a huge boardwalk sign on the uh, pavement, and it's amazing because every game stand all the way through that section all the way going you know to the you know straight through and then making the left all the games and all the facades of the buildings uh with the food the old food court and the uh, where you get the cheesesteaks everything looked like it was repainted it looked amazing i was really blown away by this i could not believe that they spent all that time um not just taking care of medusa but they actually took care of a lot of other things the park looked amazing yes again, not a huge fan of some of the things they're doing at Six Flags, but they definitely did a great job at uh, Great Adventure. Now, I know what you're wondering, how's El Toro? Well, El Toro was running, and El Toro was great. It was smooth. Now, I'm one of those guys who kind of figured out that you have three tra- uh, three seats in a train on El Toro, so if you sit in the middle, you don't have a, a wheel. But I rode it three times, uh, different, different trains, but always in the same kind of seat there, that second seat, and I, it felt smooth as heck. Uh, it was flying, too. So, what they did with El Toro, El Toro is back. If you love El Toro, you are going to be very happy with what's going on with El Toro. If you never rode El Toro, you're getting a great experience. If you don't like El Toro... Eh. I question a lot of your choices that you make in your life there because uh, El Toro is just great. And also, I did Jersey Devil twice and I know Jersey Devil does not get the love Uh, from a lot of people in the coaster community, but I, I don't have a bad ride on this. I think it's a really, you know, is it a uh, lightning rod or is it a steel vengeance? No, of course it's not anything like that, but this is a really good ride. It, yes, it's not as snappy as some of the other ones, but not everything has to be like everything else. And I think Jersey Devil deserves to get a lot more love than it does. So, of course, we always do three questions here and we're running a little bit late here. We're already 20 minutes into this uh, uh, podcast, but I do want to hit the three questions here. Uh, first of all, do you think the Six Flags memberships are going to be around? I think they're going to be around this year. I love the fact that uh, that I can still go to these parks as a uh, Diamond Elite VIP and still get my four front line passes. I love the fact that I get 50% off all my merchandise, uh, 50% off my food. I didn't get a meal plan uh, or these meal ticket things because, you know, I get a meal and it's like 15 bucks, but I get 50% off. It's a $7. You know, I, I'm okay spending $7 for a pork barbecue sandwich, and a um, you know a good bunch of fries. So I'm hoping they keep the memberships, like they said, until you cancel it. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think it's going to be on a year-to-year basis. Uh, if people are like me and they keep the memberships, they don't want us to be on the memberships. They're not making money off the memberships. I went to uh, Great Adventure the entire day. And the only thing I really spent money on was $8 for a locker. Uh, cause the only other thing I did was food and my drinks were always free. Um, usually I buy merchandise, but hey guys, you didn't have any merchandise from Medusa. I really didn't buy any merchandise. I'm thinking this year, it's still going to be there probably the last year, but eventually they're going to phase out the memberships, uh, which is disappointing because we had their back, especially the Diamond Elite VIPs. We did not cancel our membership or postpone our membership payments, uh, during the pandemic. You know, I know the new guy doesn't care. Maybe some loyalty would be nice there. So Uh, the second thing is uh, the state of the podcast. Yes, we did miss two to three weeks. That was, I'd like to say that would never happen again. I can't guarantee that. Life is life. The passion for the podcast is still there, especially on my end. Uh, Janine really loves doing it too. Uh, we had some great responses with the Break Run Talks with Legend and with Chris from Airtime Thrills, Gabby from Coasters and Brews, and of course Vince. And in the uh, third season, we have a lot of people who actually want to come onto our podcast and actually uh, do a Break Run Talk. So uh, nothing's going on with the podcast. Uh, what I do want to do is we want to make sure that we are keeping our Tuesday. Uh, every Tuesday, dropping a new one. Do our ERTs every once in a while there. But we were planning on taking a little bit of a break in July. We're not going to do that now. Uh, there's going to be some trips, though, because I know I'm heading out west again. Uh, well, west for me. I'm planning on doing a trip where I'm going to hit Waldemere again. I haven't hit that since 2017. I want to hit Cedar Point. That's been two years since I've been there. Uh, then I want to hit Six Flags Grand America. That is a huge park on my radar. And I also want to hit Indiana Beach and then flip back and either hit Kentucky Kingdom and Kings Island. Or head up because uh, Devin's going to Buffalo for, uh, with some friends for a week. So I definitely got to check out Niagara. Uh, I haven't seen anything on Niagara being open yet as a park. I see the water park, but not Niagara as a park. Everything's touch and go on that end there, too. But in regards to the podcast, it's not going anywhere. I love doing this. You guys love listening to it. Uh, All the responses we've got... We did get a negative... uh, I think we got a one or something on uh, Spotify. So I'm a little bummed about that because we were at 5.0, but now we're like 4.8 or something. Which, you know, kind of is a bummer, but you know what? You can't please everybody. Uh, And last but not least, uh, YouTube expansion. So are we just going to do shorts and we're just going to do one takes? Uh, Yes and no. So basically... Uh, I'm all about populating as much as I can. People, what I loved about In the Loop was in particular learning about the different amusement parks and doing the walkthroughs and nobody's as good as Molly and the Legend but I like to do a little bit there on that end. Eventually what I'm thinking about doing in probably starting probably September October is more uh, long form focus on uh, right now we have a couple focus on like the giant log flume over at Kennobles where instead of it being a one minute short it might be a two minute video showing a little bit more about it. I eventually want to uh, launch off on that. Am I going to start doing what airtime thrills does and kosher studios and reviewing things uh we don't know it's a youtube was never on our radar we are podcasters we love the podcast you know really love this forum that we have with the tremendous stable podcast uh the fact that we have uh 250 subscribers already kind of blows my mind you know who knows you know it's, it just keeps growing so but that is pretty much Our questions and the summertime queue. So, our next episode, of course, is going to be Maury's Pierce, the histories. And then after that, uh, we actually did a couple other uh, coasters. So, we're going to talk about uh, we actually went to Playland Castaway Cove and we actually rode Gale Force uh, in our first season, but it wasn't really the Gale Force you have today so we're going to be talking about Playland Castaway Cove and we're going to be talking about what was with Gale Force and what has happened with Gale Force afterwards so but uh, once again check us out on social media Instagram Facebook we're always doing polls uh, YouTube please like our stuff please subscribe it and you know don't do it if you don't want to but also you know what make sure you go on Spotify make sure you go on Apple Podcasts. leave a review we love the podcast you love the podcast how do I know that you're listening to the podcast and we're 25 minutes in this is a long podcast for us. So definitely uh thank you for the support. Uh we're still giving away our weekly prizes. Uh we just gave one away to Katie Coasters, just got a Velocicoaster t-shirt, which uh you know who doesn't like a Velocicoaster t-shirt for free, right? But uh I'm Paul and I'm gonna see you in the queue in 2022.